Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the DDP. This is Paul, and it's the 18th day of January. We are with Jesus in the synagogue at Capernaum in Mark chapter 1. He's been teaching. The crowd is impressed. They, the, uh, Mark uses a phrase that Matthew uses as well. Mark comes first, of course, in the chronology of the writing. Mark uses that phrase that he taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. Matthew uses the same thing at the end of the Sermon on the Mount. When Jesus in Matthew 7 comes down off the mountain, the people are amazed because he teaches as one having authority, not as the scribes. Matthew pulls that phrase directly from Mark's story. They use it at different times. There's this That's separated by months, maybe years. This incident in Mark and that incident at the Sermon on the Mount, but it's the same response from the crowd because we're seeing Jesus who knows who he is. We're seeing him teach and preach in a way that convinces the crowd that he's different than anything they've seen before. Let me tell you who else is convinced, or maybe we should say what else is convinced, and that's the evil spirit that's in the man. We told you yesterday that the evil spirit's the first and only entity to identify Jesus as the Holy One of God, and he identifies him as the Holy One of God before anybody else does identify him as anything, I guess you could say, except for John the Baptist, who has identified him. Jesus' response comes in verse 25. I want to read straight through 28 to move out of this story and let the whole thing play itself out. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had convulsed him and cried out with a loud voice, he came out of him. Then they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And immediately his fame spread throughout all the region around Galilee. Now, you probably caught the immediately there at the end. We've been making a rather big deal of the immediately because we're showing the sense of urgency that has been given. Uh, Each time we see Jesus make any move at all, there's that sense of urgency. Um, But before we get to the immediately, we have Jesus rebuking the Spirit commanding him to be silent and then come out of him. And I don't want to make too much of the spiritual aspect of this because it seems to me that what is most important in this moment is the deliverance of the man, not my theological understanding of the spirit realm. I don't think anyone, I don't think the man who has the evil spirit cares about the source of evil spirits. I don't think he cares about the the Jewish understanding of the spirit realm, nor does he care about whether or not Jesus is capable uh, or or whether he has the legal, spiritual legal authority to do this. He just wants to be free. And we got a lot of people who are coming to church and seeking the things of God, and we're cramming a lot of theology in them so they'll quote-unquote know the truth, but Man, in in the practical day-to-day sense, knowing the truth is knowing Jesus and being released from some of the garbage that has held you bound. So when Jesus says, be quiet and come out of him, I think what it really is saying is, is that the first thing that needs to happen is 
silence the voice of whatever it is that's speaking against us. Before we can see true deliverance from whatever it is that haunts us, we need to be able to turn a deaf ear to what it is. It needs to be silenced. Part of the way that it is silenced is by rebuke. Something with greater authority has to rebuke the lesser. This is why meeting Jesus is essential, I think, in this journey, because then you come into contact with the ultimate authority who can then rebuke all of the other minor authorities, the stuff that's running around in your head, the things that are haunting you in the spiritual, the supernatural, the natural. They need silenced. The Bible has a rich history of the people of God facing off verbally with their enemies, whether it's Eve and the snake in the Garden of Eden or Jesus with the devil in the wilderness. They say something to God's people and God's people have to respond. And so understanding what to say in the face of it is one thing, but understanding how to silence the voice of that accuser is another and then come out of him and the evil spirit then convulses because the truth is, is that there's a convulsion that happens in our lives when Jesus affects deliverance. It doesn't happen smoothly. It isn't pretty. Redemption is bloody and ugly and there's convulsion, and there's, and I'm not talking about physically. I don't mean we need people rolling in the carpet and shaking in order to know that people, quote unquote, got saved at our church. That's not what I'm talking about. I mean, it's not always going to be pretty to see people come into the fullness of their redemption. There's going to be some ugly slop that they go through that comes out of them. Some garbage comes out of their mouth and their minds and you see things in their life that need an absolute transformation. And that isn't going to happen overnight or it isn't going to happen clean or pretty, but it will happen. And it'll be amazing to everyone that watches. What new doctrine is this? Is an interesting question from verse 27. The only thing new is that here's a man with the authority of a son. And people are still going to think that's new to this day. And the fame that goes out of that moment is understandable because here, there's a new man on the earth. There's a new way of doing things on the earth. And it's incredible how low-key Jesus is, which is so weird for us because we live in a culture where if you're good at something, there's no such thing as being good and low-key. Everybody's got to be bombastic and loud. You got to let everybody know how good you are at it. But instead, immediately his fame spreads throughout the region. It doesn't say he spreads, but his fame spreads. The Jesus that is famous in the realm of the spirit in verse 24 is becoming famous in the realm of the natural in verse 28. The Jesus that has always been with the Father is becoming fully aware of how much he is with the Father in the natural. These are beautiful progressions. We change gears tomorrow in the chapter as Jesus will enter into the home of Simon and Andrew, James and John, the same four guys that he just called to follow him. And we'll see Mark's... If, Mark's first miracle, I mean, unless you consider the exorcism a miracle, 
The first miracle of healing of some sickness is going to happen. We'll get into that tomorrow. See you then. God bless.